This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll The Moskowitz family had been in charge of buying all of the alcohol and distributing it throughout all of Hungary for many years. And one day, there was a rumor that there was a threat to the rights of the Moskowitz family to buy and distribute alcohol. You see, every three years, the government would put the rights up for bidding. But since the Moskowitz family had been doing it for so many years, no one even bid against them. And since they bid a reasonable amount of money, the government was happy to give it to them every time. The government made money, the Moskowitz family made money, and everyone was happy. But this year, there was a group of Gentiles who decided that they were tired of Jews controlling all the alcohol in Hungary, and they had gotten together hundreds of people who were putting together a huge amount of money that no matter what would be able to outbid the Moskowitz family. And of course the Moskowitz family was concerned because no matter how much money they had, they couldn't outbid the hundreds of people that were getting together to outbid them. And this was their entire Parnassa. What would they do if they lost the rights to sell alcohol? And they also helped out many Jews by giving them discounts on the alcohol, allowing them to accrue debts and not pressuring them to pay off the debts. And of course, giving a great deal of tzedakah to the Jewish community. So they decided, even though they weren't Hasidim, to turn to the great tzaddik, Rabbi Mordechai of Nadvorna, and ask him for advice. Now, since they weren't Hasidim, they weren't in the habit of asking tzaddikim for help. And they were a little embarrassed. And when it got closer and closer, and they thought that they were going to go to Reb Mordechai, they just couldn't do it. So they decided to find the shaliach, a messenger, that would go to the tzaddik and ask a blessing on their behalf. And they chose the Hasid, Rebbe Vremele Birnbaum, who happened to be an innkeeper that the Moskowitz family supplied with alcohol. And over the years, he was one of these people who had accumulated a great deal of debt. He couldn't pay back the Moskowitz family. But many times, they gave him alcohol for free. They gave him discounts. And even though he built up a debt, they didn't pressure him at all to pay off the debt. Now they came to Rebbe Vremele and they asked him, can you please do us a favor and go to Reb Mordechai of Nadvorna, the great Rebbe, and ask him for a bracha, because we're about to be outbid and lose our parnasa. And he said, sure, you know, after all you've done for me, it's the least I can do for you would be my greatest honor. And so, Reb Vremele goes to the great tzaddik, Reb Mordechai, and he goes with a kvittel, a note with a request for a blessing from the Moskowitz family. And he looks at the kvittel for a long time, even though not so much is written there. And he says to Reb Vremele, Tell me, where does the Moskowitz family live? And he says, in the city of Potik. And the Rebbe says, Potik? I've never heard of Potik. Where is Potik? Now, Rebbe Bremela was surprised because he knew that the Rebbe traveled around the whole country, reaching out to Jews, spending Shabbases in different places. And he certainly must have known the towns and villages nearby. So the Rebbe said to him, maybe you can tell me, is there a city close to Potik? And the Chassid said, yeah, Serenz. The Rebbe said, Mordechai doesn't know where Serenz is. Hmm, maybe Kerastir is close by? And Rebbe Vremla, he said, yes, Rebbe, Kerastir is very nearby. And the face of the tzaddik lit up and he said, ah, that's why I don't know those other towns. I know what I need to know. And what I don't need to know is not my business. 
Rebbe Avramele didn't really understand the answer, and he, the Rebbe could see. So he said, you see, Avramele, I have my district, and the city of Potek is not in my district. It's in the district of the great Rebbe, the Tzadik, Rebbe Yeshayev Kirstir. So you're going to have to go to him, because your problem is not in my jurisdiction. You have another Rebbe that can take care of that. And the Nadvorna Rebbe could see that Rebbe Vremele had a little concerned look on his face. The Rebbe took out his watch. And he said, you know what? You still have enough time to go to Reb Shaile. Go there and you'll get a bracha before the auction begins. So disappointed, Rebbe Vremele left the Nadvorna Rebbe. And he was heading to Reb Shaile. Now he knew Reb Shaile very well. Because the two of them had been the gabbais of Reb Hershele. Not only that... But Rebbe Vremele was the senior gabai, the senior attendant, and Reb Shaile was Rebbe Vremele's assistant. And now he was so embarrassed because Rebbe Vremele was an innkeeper. He sold alcohol. He made meals, had rooms for people to stay overnight. Yes, he learned Torah, but he wasn't a Rebbe. And here his own assistant, Reb Shaile, was a great Rebbe. And Rebbe Vremele was supposed to come to him and pretend like he's a chassid of this Rebbe. But having no choice, he travels to Kirstir, and he gets to Reb Shaila, and he can't say anything. He's too embarrassed. They used to be peers, they used to be equals. Now one is a tzaddik and the other is an innkeeper. And Reb Shaila, he can see that Reb Vremele is uncomfortable. So he says to him, please come sit down. Here, have some coffee and some mizonot, a little bit of food. And the whole time, Reb Vremele is feeling uncomfortable and just stirring in his seat. And the Rebbe says to him, May Hashem bless you with success on the rest of your trip. Now, Rebbe Vremele didn't mention the Moskowitz family and the whole reason that he had come there, because he was too embarrassed. So wonderful, the Rebbe blessed him with success in his trip, but that's not the reason that he's there. And he didn't know what to do. He needed to tell the Rebbe his problem, the Moskowitz family's problem. But he couldn't find it within himself to say it. Couldn't say the words, he was too embarrassed. And he left the Rebbe, Rebbe and he walked out to his carriage. And he climbs on, and he's about to leave the Rebbe without ever mentioning anything. And Reb Shaila says to him, Rebbe Vremele, go in peace and in health, and everything will go well with the Moskowitz family. Ah, Rebbe Vremele was so relieved. Obviously, Reb Shaila was truly a great tzaddik, because Rebbe Vremele didn't say a word to him. And here, not only did he know to give the bracha and do it in a way where he didn't embarrass Rebbe Vremele, but he even knew the Moskowitz family's name and what was going on, without Avremele mentioning anything to the great tzaddik. So he comes back to the Moskowitz family, and he tells them simply, you got a bracha from Reb Shaila. And with that, the Moskowitz family, the non-Hasidic Moskowitz family who never went to tzaddiki Merebis, they felt quite satisfied with the bracha. And when the day of the auction arrived, Mr. Moskowitz wanted to figure out how could he use this bracha to his advantage. He knew that whatever price he gave, the group of Gentiles would bid higher than him, because as far as he was concerned, they had an unlimited budget. So seeing no chance of winning in a natural way, he said to himself, If the blessing of the tzaddik is supposed to help, then I can bid a low price and still win, exactly like if I had given a high price. So Mr. Moskowitz goes before the governor, and he says, a lower price, lower than any of the previous years. And the governor was shocked. He never expected to hear a price so low. 
and he was a little concerned he didn't announce the price out loud because he was scared that that rival group would also lower their price, and there would be a bidding competition for the lowest price. And now it was the turn of the spokesman of the other group, and he walked over, full of self-confidence, cleared his throat, <coughs> and then strange sounds started coming out of his mouth. <coughs> So he cleared his throat again, and he tried to speak again, but every time, these strange sounds came out. The governor started asking him questions, are you going to give a bid, or are you just going to make these strange sounds? And again he tried, and the grunts and the croaks came out. (coughs) The governor became furious. He said, what kind of behavior is this? You're making a mockery of me. This is disrespectful and immediately announced that the Moskowitz family had won the bid at the price that they had given. Of course, the Moskowitz family was very happy, and the group spokesman, he turned back to his group, and they're looking at him saying, What did you do? What are you crazy? Why didn't you speak? He said, I don't understand what happened to me. Every time I was about to speak, a thin Jew in a white beard appeared in front of me and grabbed me by the throat as if he was going to choke me. And I couldn't even get a single word out. When the story got back to Reb Shailev Karstir, he told one of his Hasidim, Reb Shlomo Engel, I didn't have any other choice but to help the Moskowitz family. You see, when I was a young boy and I had no money, they paid my tuition for the Malamid to teach me Torah, and they bought me my first pair of boots. So you see, I had no choice. I had to help them. And clearly the brach of the tzaddik the blessing of the great sage came true. Thank you so much for listening, as always, my sweetest friends. I want to share a little personal story with you. Just one more short thing. I was walking with the son of neighbors of mine to shul on Friday night. The family are known as very straight Litvaks, not Hasidim by any means. And on top of that, they're immigrants from London. So even colder and straighter than most people. God bless them. And this young man is telling me we're sharing stories about Purim. Just as a side note, if you haven't bought my book, figure it out when you get there. You can find it on Amazon. 
and I tell stories about my Purim experiences. So I was sharing some stories with him, and he told me a story. He said his father has two friends, and they decided that one year on Purim they would dress up as Hasidim. And they were the complete opposite of Hasidim. They actually used to make fun of Hasidim. They thought this would be great fun. They put on a coat, white socks, a strimal, and they'll walk around blessing everyone, pretending like they're dancing, jumping up and down, going crazy. And that's what they did for Purim. And it came the next Friday, and the two of them looked at their regular clothes that they wore for Shabbos, and they thought about what it is to be a Litvak. And they said, you know what? I liked being a Hasid so much. Going to put on the strimal and the coat and everything all over again. And because of the power of Purim, these two Jews decided to remain Hasidim until today. So I want to bless everyone with a beautiful, strong, and powerful Purim. Remember, we're not supposed to get drunk from alcohol on Purim. We're supposed to get drunk on Purim. Drunk on the spiritual energy that's coming down on the day of Purim. And it's so great, if you tap into it, it'll get you higher than any alcohol or any drug there is. But if you need a little bit of alcohol to get you started, then say a Lechaim with me. Lechaim! I want to thank one of the new supporters of the podcast, the Edelkop family of Hollywood Lakes, Florida, and their son Yisrael for sending me a beautiful message. He told me he listens to the stories every night before he goes to sleep, and even some of them he's listened to twice already. I bless you, Israel. You should listen to stories and live these stories your whole life, Bezat Hashem, and also merit to tell it to your children and your grandchildren. So thank you to the Edelkop family for supporting this project. And if you'd like to support this podcast with a financial contribution, which mainly goes to buy Shabbos meals and to host people for Shabbos, you can do so by going to my website, HasidicStory.com, H A. S-I-D-I-C story.com And keep leaving me comments wherever you can, especially on the YouTube channel. I really appreciate them and I read them all. Thank you for listening.